Hello. Happy Thursday. Hello. What's up? Happy lovers? Thursday. The best day of the week. It is. Best day of every other week anyway, because yes, we've gone true. every other week, at least for now. Even though we have tons of content, I feel like my list of things to talk about is so long. There's I so know. much going on in the dating world. There's so much. There always is, and it's ever-changing all it the time. It is just like wildfire. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and so I shared with Gabby my heart take for the week, and I think it's going to be our discussion for this entire episode, if you agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's You're pretty right. juicy content here. It's super juicy content. We might even be a little bit late on the train because I think a lot of people have heard about this at this mm-hmm. point, but my heart take was going to be maybe not a recommendation to join, but just um, this interesting phenomena of the hashtag, are we dating the same guy groups that have mm-hmm. proliferated all over the country because I'm hearing about this on like podcasts based in California. And I know like if you search them, there's different chapters of it everywhere. So for those listening locally, there is an Are We Dating the Same Guy? It's Albany, Syracuse, and like Hudson, I think is what it covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, I, I, I don't think I'm breaking any rules at this point because I feel like everybody knows about it. They're talking about it on the radio locally and like all the drama that has ensued. But Gabby, have you had a chance to like check out these groups at all? I have. And I have mixed feelings about them. As do I. I think there are (laughs) pros and cons. So I want to dive in. I feel like we've got a whole episode about this. Um, tell Tell me a positive thing that you think about them. I do think that what I think probably initially it was like the first reason for these things to be developed was women wanted to know especially women, you know, who are concerned about safety. And there is a lot of what ifs and, you know, safety precautions when it comes to meeting a man, especially that you met online, um, to be able to have a safe space of women only to share information, you know, like maybe you're talking to someone on Hinge or Bumble, like, hey, I've been talking to this guy for a few days, we're really meshing. Um, I'm in the Albany area, did it has anybody else had any experiences with him? And if so, were they positive? Like, I'd love to know if I should go for it and meet him in person. So some of those things, I mean, it's very much open to interpretation of like, how you want, what kind of information you're looking for out of that. But I do think there is good reason for it in that sense, um, especially when we're talking about safety and someone you might not have any mutual friends with and you met online. Um, but I also think that sometimes it can get a little bashy. Um, like, let's start bashing men. You know, relationships don't work out sometimes. And everyone has a story to tell, whether it's the man, the woman, like whatever Agreed. the situation is, um, there's two sides to every story. And yeah, some people might feel burned and maybe it didn't end on the best uh, in the best way, but I don't think that's necessarily a reason to bash people online. Well, and I think that that's like part of it. That's a little bit tough, right? It's like the level of behavior at which we're talking about. And I think one of the negative things for me too, that's kind of in line with the bashing piece is just that I think what I've noticed and I've fallen into some rabbit holes. I was sick over the weekend. Right. And I only could use one hand. So that was a, that was a group I could scroll and I was (laughs) reading some comments and that was keeping me alive. And 
I noticed some patterns and I think, and women supporting each other is great, but then sometimes there's this like mentality where yes, we're cheering each other on, but sometimes you're just talking to someone, right? And so, and people will start to recognize and, oh, I'm talking to them too. And you're bashing this guy for talking to multiple people at once, but you might not even have met this person in person yet. Like, are you dating? Have you had the discussion about being exclusive? If not, you can't really bash someone for talking to multiple women at once. That is what dating is. And that's often more of a male pattern, right? In dating, like men find it easier to have multiple fish in the sea at one time. And I think a lot of women do prefer to date and I'm generalizing sweepingly here, but like a lot of women like to date and kind of focus on one man at a time. But I've noticed a lot of that, which I find really concerning. And I, I wanted to comment so many times and just didn't want to be the person that ended up getting bashed back or like thought, you know, treated like I'm, I'm not being a, a fan of women, but I, I think, you can't really punish someone unless you're literally actively dating that person and you've had the conversation about exclusivity. Um, you can't really bash someone for that. And I think that was one of the big patterns I've noticed. But to your point also, sometimes it's like smaller things where like people break up and stuff happens and maybe they weren't the best at the end. Not everyone is the best. They're their best at the end of a relationship and you mm-hmm. can't always go based on a handful of experiences. Now, some things on there are really bad and you read the comments and that's like, grab the popcorn. There's a soap opera happening and there's like baby mama's over here and (laughs) all sorts of crazy. Like it it does get wild and there are men out there doing extremely bad things and doing really bad things to women. Um, But I do think we've let it, it, it's gotten a little bit, ferocious and I think it's like keeping some people from giving certain men a chance that maybe aren't earning that bad boy title yeah and I also think that it's super important I mean I'm a very private person in a relationship or when I'm starting to date somebody I don't like to talk positive negative I kind of like to be introverted in the sense that I'm kind of reflecting on behavior myself and interpreting that based on my experience and Um, so, you know, I don't think that's something I would ever do necessarily is to like post a picture of someone I'm talking to hinge or like, maybe I went on a couple dates on like, that's just not what I would do. But I also think like when you are, when you do feel compelled to do that, you kind of are asking for a little trouble sometimes because everyone experiences things differently and something you might not have taken as a big deal or something serious or a big red flag might be a big red flag or something serious to another person just based on their own experience and individuality. So I think, you know, if you can trust yourself enough to make the right decisions for you in your, in what you want out of a romantic relationship and a romantic life, then I think, you know, kind of opening it up to all the noise can cause some issues that don't really need to be brought up at that moment. Yeah. I think, one of the other things that feels negative to me about this is I have also noticed a lot of defeatism about dating and I get it, right? We talk about it on this podcast all the time. We talk about it with our matchmaking clients. I talk about it with my coaching clients. Dating is hard and, and we know that, but so much of it is mindset 
and there's like long chains of comments. And it's, it's like one of those things, again, it's nice to see women supporting women. And I'll kind of get to that too, because I do want to focus on that as a positive of the groups. But when you start to sort of build on each other's trauma and frustration and anger, um, I think that that can actually be really unhealthy for people who are trying to like keep a positive mindset, who want to find someone. It's easy to, to look at those groups and see this like proliferation of women. I mean, this is hundreds and there's like some comment chains that are dozens of people just kind of commiserating and there's a space for that. And I think that is good. But when it's only that kind of over and over again, like even I was, I'm like, I'm seeing someone and I'm getting depressed about the state of dating. Like I have to take a break from this. It's, it gets sad when you see that. And, you know, I say that, but I also felt very motivated. Like there's so many people out there that need the help of like what we do. And maybe it's not matchmaking, but more singles events, more opportunities to connect offline and give people a chance. But that feeling mm -hmm. of hopelessness that seems to compound, it's, it, it did get to me a little bit. And I could see someone who isn't as um, aware of how your brain can like play tricks on you in the, in that case and really tell yourself those negative stories, um, how much worse it could make you feel if you're already feeling bad. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. And also, now, I had a matchmaking consult a few days ago with this guy who's in his early 40s. And he told me, I, I always ask, you know, tell me a little bit about where you are finding these people that you're dating. You know, are you using apps? Do you meet them in real life? And so this guy had said that he's been to a few singles events, not ours, um, but other singles events in the past. Um, and he's on all of the apps. And he said, I cannot find one single woman at any of these events on any of these apps who are looking for something serious or want a commitment or are willing to kind of put in the time and energy to get to know me as a human. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these women I feel like are just looking for a hookup or, you know, they just are not looking for that type of relationship with a man. And so I started telling him about our events and how great and inclusive they are and how people are there to really put themselves out there and uh, meet people, whether it's a romantic connection or a friend. And he was so skeptical about that because he was like, not one person I have met. And I was like, I promise, like I have been that bitter woman at points in my life where I did not trust any man, did not think any man was worth my time. Um, and working and building Micropolitan Matchmakers and building that community has really shown me the light on the end of the tunnel. And I think because people aren't necessarily in this industry and in this work and get to meet those people on a day-to-day -day basis, it's really hard to see that there are still so many men, women who are who truly want that and who are truly ready to commit and are truly ready to be faithful and are truly ready to you know have a healthy relationship and so it is disheartening um, to see that that is the mindset of so many people, but you have to find whether, you know, it's us in our community, whether it's virtual or, you know, you are coming to our singles events or finding friends who are in healthy, happy relationships or marriages. Um, I think it's really important to kind of surround yourself with that positivity if that is truly something that you want down the road. Well, it's interesting that anecdote kind of brings up two things for me. One is that 
it's not just a male issue, right? Like there are women out there also behaving badly. It's a human issue. Absolutely. It's a dating issue. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, if you're non-binary, if you are yeah. LGBTQ, if you are straight, there's that behavior is happening everywhere. We're all human. And sometimes some people are in the life stage of they do just want to hook up. Hopefully if they are, they're being honest. We know that that's not always the case. But the other thing that that makes me think too is, um, you know, talking about how many people there are that are out there that are, that are ready and that want it and are looking for that long-term relationship, that serious partner, whatever form that takes is, you know, just because someone is ready doesn't always mean they're ready with you. It doesn't always mean they're going to be ready or, or that you're their person that they want to do that with. And that mm -hmm. can sting, but that doesn't make them a bad person, especially if they're honest about it. And I think sometimes, and I know I've done this when, you know, I've had stronger feelings for someone in the past and they've not been interested in me the way I have been in them. It's easy to be kind of get into that bitter state in that yeah. angry state about it. Um, but you can't, right? We're all human. Not everyone is meant to be together. And your feelings right. for someone don't dictate their feelings for you. And I talk about that with clients all the time, this idea of like trying to control situations so that by, you know, oh, if I text him at this time, you're trying to control the idea of him texting you back. Or, you know, a guy like, if I do this at dinner, that means, you know, I, like, I'm, you're trying to get her to say yes to this later. Like, and there's so much game playing without us even realizing it, that yeah. this idea, we talk about it all the time of just getting present and stop, stopping worrying about three steps into the future and just being with the person that you're with, focusing mm -hmm. on who they are, getting to know them, and then seeing what happens without trying to force everything into this like linear idea of date one, date two, date three, then we're exclusive. Then we do this. Then we do this. Like sometimes it happens that way, but so often if you're not leaving room for that magic to happen, I think it doesn't, it just takes the air out of any situation you're in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on one point that, that I, I agree. And I think that you brought up an interesting point. It's just because somebody feels ready and a long-term commitment relationship is something that they want doesn't need that it's necessarily with you I think that catches a lot of people off guard um, thinking to our matchmaking clients specifically you know part of our matchmaking process when we are um, working with a client we find out what they are looking for right whether that's long-term relationship marriage whatever that is yeah. whenever we're interviewing potential matches for them people we might want to set them up with that's also a question that we ask. We wanna make sure that we're setting you up with somebody who has the same relationship goals as you, whether that is a yep. long-term relation, marriage, whatever that is. And you know, we wanna make sure that those are both goals for the two people we set up. But you, know, you might go on a few dates and it might be great. And you might individually want marriage or that long-term relationship, but it might not be with that other person. And the reason I say that is because some of our matchmaking clients have come back and said, I thought, you know, you said she was looking for a, a long-term relationship, marriage. Well, yeah, she is. But after getting to, to know you, after dating you for a little while, she realized that, you know, this maybe isn't the right fit for her for whatever reason that is. So yeah. just because we're, you know, two people ha have the same end goal 
and we put them together, it doesn't necessarily mean just because two people are looking for the same exact thing doesn't mean they're going to be the right fit for each other. And that's whether we match make for them, whether that's just out in the wild, whatever that is. So you can't really hold it against somebody for saying, yes, I'm looking for this, but not with you at this moment. I couldn't agree more. And I think actually like back to my last relationship, like that was really it. We were on the same page on so many things. And I actually, I made the mistake and, you know, I'm, I work in this business and I study this stuff all the time, but I made the mistake really of letting those shared relationship goals make me think that that was the person, right? Without Mm -hmm. actually looking at the person. And it took actually living together to realize that there were so many things that we were Mm -hmm. not aligned on just because we both ultimately wanted to get married didn't mean we wanted to live the same way or that we kept house the same way or that we had the same values around money. Um, And while we had had some surface level conversations about those things before living together, it really, you know, I think everyone thinks they can change each other a little bit. And here was my lesson learned, you know, first time entering that journey with someone um, that, yeah, like you, you can want those same things ultimately, but if you're not the right match and sometimes, you know, that's one-sided and it sucks when that happens, right? When someone has the feelings and thinks that it's right and the other person doesn't, but this is dating. This is vulnerability. This is what we're here doing. This is the process. The idea and the ability to learn from every relationship opportunity and stay positive on the other side of it, that's where the growth is. And I think that's where the gold is. And kind of like referring it back to these groups, it just feels like there's so many people stuck in this negative mindset. And I get it because I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard. I know apps are hard. I think they've only gotten more challenging as communication. Like we've stopped understanding how to communicate face-to-face sometimes. And we rely so much on our phones and our technology. Like I, I get where all of this angst is living. And I just like, I literally want to, reply to every comment on these things and be like it can get better but I'd also know I don't I'm gonna get like kicked out for self-promotion when I'm like come to one of these events like (laughs) it's not that it doesn't have to be this bad (laughs) yeah yeah no totally I think um it's hard because you know dating obviously is so personal personal and so intimate you are really letting someone down you know if you don't feel the same way or whatever that is like you are really hitting where it hurts because, you know, that person has probably opened up to you physically, emotionally, in so many ways. So you really take it personally. And I think that's kind of where these groups can spin out of control is because you've crossed that boundary into a physical relationship or uh, emotionally intimate relationship. Um, People's feelings get really hurt and you don't know, you know, everyone reacts differently to getting their feelings hurt. So um, if you are on those apps, I definitely you know, caution you, take what you need from it, you know, participate in the ways that you see fit and are in line with how you want um, to present yourself. But um, definitely, you know, use some caution. And I've been saying this a lot lately, but we as matchmakers um, are, we're in the business of humans, right? Like you can't, we can do our best to vet people talk to people, get to know them, but you actually have no control over how someone is going to react, how someone is going to feel, what someone is going to say. So just take all of that with a grain of salt. Absolutely. And to kind of start to wrap on a positive, like I do want to get back to that point of how supportive 
and wonderful it is to see women with each other. Like this is a group where it's not like, oh, you're talking to him and I'm talking to him. Like, ew, it's on. Like there's literally none of that. Um, You know, as fun as that might be to watch. I'm just kidding. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, really, it's way better to see the support and like women talking about being in these really honestly bad situations with people who are behaving terribly toward them. And, you know, there was one the other day that was like, you are way too beautiful for that man. Like, get out. You know what I mean? And like, yes, it's a little bit bashing, but this is someone who's, you know, experience or like giving some horrible things to a person and they're telling this woman like you are too good for this man like build yourself up and it is really that part is really cool to see because I do think you know the stereotype right is how catty every like women are and how competitive and blah 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 and this group for as many women as are in it and as many situations as I've seen with there being some crossover as much as I think sometimes it's a little harsh on the guys who might be seeing multiple people at once, these women are out here lifting each other up. And I think that is something to me that is really beautiful and is positive. Like, I I don't think the groups need to go away entirely. Um, I just hope we can inject a little bit more, you know, there's positivity towards like the women as individuals, which is great. We can inject a little more positivity toward like dating in general and giving mm-hmm. certain people a little bit more grace, a little bit more of a chance. Um, I think these groups could do what they ultimately hope to do. I love that. I'm all about that. One thing I love about our singles events too um, is that it is not competitive whatsoever. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, Becky and I really curate these events and are very in tune with what is going on. Um, between people at the events. And so, you know, if there ever has been an issue where someone isn't being inclusive or empowering or competitive or whatever, like we handled that immediately. So um, I think, you know, if digital communities can kind of start harboring some of those same values, I think that would be really beneficial. Um, but of course, you know, we're all, we're all for women supporting women, men supporting men, men supporting women, women supporting men, everybody. All so, the things. Um, that's that's really where we want to leave it so I love it I love it come to our events if you're local we have so many things coming up for spring and summer so many um and if you're local too and you're trying to dip your toe into matchmaking you know our database is growing every day we've got lots of daters out here looking for love um if you want to find out more information about that visit www.micropolitanmatchmakers.com you can follow us on the Instagram at micromatchmakers. You can follow Becky and Gabby. Our uh, handles are going to be in the show notes. And I think that's everything. Rate and review us on all the things to help subscribe. us grow. Subscribe, subscribe. Like us. Share it with your friends. <laughs> we love getting feedback from you guys. We really appreciate it. We love when, when a new po- podcast episode drops on Thursday and we get texts and DMs and emails about it. It's one of, Agreed. you know, it's one of the reasons we keep the podcast going. So it's so true. Reach and out let, us, to us. let us know if you're in these groups and if you've had any experiences, because we could easily do some follow-up episodes with some real talk stories. We can keep you anonymous if desired. Um, but I think that could be really fun too. So um, let us know, send us an email and have a great couple of weeks and we'll see you in two Thursdays. See ya. Bye. Bye guys.